so I'm going to have an intervention with you right now. I'm going to change our Instagram password unless you shape up. You had a friend in town and you posted a list and nobody knew what that list was. People knew. Who? People. People that knew you. Or people that follow Willet closely. But you had a list of items. And it wasn't just Willet, because it was a list, let's be honest. Oh, it was a good list. It was a great list of samples that you had. They might have been Boston rounds. They could have been whole bottles. But they were things that you had. Most were open. And it was things that you were sending your friend because you tagged him. In the story. No, I wasn't sending him. I was asking him to let me know what all I should bring. So isn't that something that you should just send in a private text to him to say, what would you like me to bring? I was just trying to contribute. I understand that, but I also think it was a troll on me. Because then I had about 25 messages asking me if we were putting those up to sell or trade. No, John, when I troll you, it's much more obvious. This is just a fortunate byproduct for you? This was just me allowing people to interact with us as I was asking my boy, like, hey, we've been friends for years but through none, bourbon, through none bourbon. Of that was in the... It was, and, and have never met. And like, literally, if there was any person I'd pull out the creme de la creme for, that's it. But none of that was conveyed in the story. It was just a list with him tagged. Well, you know, I thought... People would chime in because I was like, hey, man, which of these samples do you want me to pull? And you I, didn't and I thought, put that on the post, though. Yeah, it said, which of these should we pull? No, it didn't. Yeah. I and what did to, it say? I had to go delete it. It was just him and his name tagged. No, there was words. I typed them up vertically, <laughs> not horizontally. No, they weren't there. Yeah. I checked it when I got those tags. I posted them. They weren't there. Double check your... your. I'm telling you. It was like, hey man, which of these samples should we pull for the weekend? That's not what it said. And then it was like, here's round two. Which one should we pull? No, because then people were saying, what do you want to trade for them? Nothing. You're a dumbass. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke Baker. Hello, hello, hello. And before we get started, want to let everybody know this episode is sponsored by CastCartel.com, bringing the world's best spirits delivered directly to your door. We should tell you that this is an online retailer, like any online retailer, you are subject to pricing of the merchant. So what Cast Cartel does is they don't actually set that pricing. They hook you up. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So if you think about Amazon, they don't set the pricing for themselves either. They are going with merchants and retailers, and they are having those things available on the marketplace. So you could get some really good stuff delivered directly to your door. Obviously, some of the allocated stuff might be a little bit more, but... It depends on if you want the convenience of getting it shipped to you or not. So go on castcartel.com if you want vodka, you want gin, you want whiskey, you want bourbon. What else, Zeke? What spirit did I miss? 
Mezcal. What's the green fairy? I, I don't know if they have absinthe. There you go. Chartreuse. But I'd like to check. Chartreuse, maybe. You never know. They're always giving away stuff, too. If you go on Cast Cartel on Instagram, they're always giving samples out to their followers. So make sure to follow them. Check out what's going on with Cast Cartel on Instagram and castcartel.com and get the world's best spirits delivered directly to your door. So, you know, I do wonder, though, you know, hypothetically, if one of those retailers through Cast Cartel happened to, you know, have a barrel pick. And they wanted us to pick the barrel and, you know, it subsequently moved through Cast Cartel. How many folks exactly, you know, may or may not be interested in such a product? I'd be interested to know that. Did you just text some group chat, Ron? No. <laughs> Somebody just went live. It wasn't us. Somebody <laughs> just went live on Facebook. In all sincerity, we, we would like to hear that. That's something that's definitely crossed our minds, as well as the folks at Cast Cartel. And reaching out to some of their main supporters as far as, um, you know, hey, we throw it down and, and pick a ringer. How many folks would be interested? I would be. I mean, but I always like it when we pick a ringer. That's just me. That's all I know how to do. How are you doing, Zeke? I'm good. I'm up on this pedestal. It's great. In full disclosure, we are in the studio. And the last time we were here, you sat on the couch. And you just couldn't handle sitting on the couch. I don't mind sitting on the couch. I'm okay. I'm still fired up. You were sitting on the couch, and it was like you were melting into the couch. It's a common known fact. Once I reach a certain level of comfort, I fall the F asleep. So I got you a very uncomfortable stool for you to sit on. How's that working out? Oh, man. I mean, literally, the only thing missing is like a target sign on my left or right and somebody throwing uh, softballs at me. <laughs> you think you're, it's like up on one of those dunk tank oh, things? Oh, easily. I mean, I'm just like up in the middle above everything in the world. Like, oh, look at Dummy up there with his head stuck way up high in the air. <laughs> I do like this setup, though, because we are comfortable. I don't know if I, how far I'd say comfortable, but I'm awake. It's homey. You know, unlike where we were before, it's a little more... Uh, well, it's not 85 degrees. No. It's nice and cool, and I feel like I'm kind of sitting up on the edge of the couch for you to make you feel like I am not sitting back and relaxing. I am up, I am engaged, I'm leaning forward, I am ready to do this show. What we are drinking is Spirits of French Lick. In full disclosure, Jody and Alan sent this to us in October. Then I got ready to move. Things got put in a box, and I apologize profusely that we are just getting to it now four months later. We really weren't trying to put this off, but we're drinking it now. Hey, better late than never. It is better late than never. Now, Spirits of French Lick, just so you all know, it is in Indiana, obviously, and French Lick makes me think of who's the most famous person from French Lick. Mm -hmm. How do you not know this? Mm. Larry Bird. No, oh, really? Yeah. He was the hick from French Lick. I did not grow up in Boston. Well, he grew up in Indiana, and a lot of people knew him there. I knew he grew up in Indiana, but my favorite Celtics player was the Chief. Robert Parrish. He is a great, great player. That's how I learned the difference jersey-wise between alt and double alt. What's the difference? I'm interested in what you... One zero versus two. That's the difference. It's just an extra zero. Yeah, alt one zero, double alt two zeros. Spirits of French Lick is in Indiana. The distillery started a little bit later on, obviously, because the, the whiskey is not old enough to have been around forever. The winery, Spirits of French Lick, is actually a winery and a vineyard 
and a distillery. The winery has been around since 1995, so they're not new. Their goal is to represent both the quality and history of Hoosier distillation, presenting an untold and ever unfolding story about the type of distillation that was happening in Indiana expanding upon what that industry would have naturally involved to. They're just north of Louisville. They're very precise in the way they represent who they are and what they produce, playing the part of both distiller and historian. So they do a whole bunch of double pot still, distillation, retention, concentration of flavors. Their whole motto is respect the grain. We are drinking a four grain whiskey because they do respect the grain. And then we are also having a weeder. I'm expecting a lot of this to be grain forward. Their distiller is Alan Bishop. He spent 19 years of his life working through the art and science of distillation. Don't know where. But their wheat and corn is cultivated on their own Hoosier homestead farm using sustainable farm production. It's interesting they're using their own terroir. What? Now you say it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like hearing you say words like that pronounce things for me all day i try sometimes there buds do you want to tell us a little bit i mean i think a lot of people last episode liked hearing you take the reins a little bit well i'm whoa, totally whoa, just whoa, kidding whoa. yeah that, that's all that's only when zeke feels the uh the urge the only person who felt that way was bob bob said i liked having zeke take the reins for a minute smart man just because he said you didn't care about anything i'm not a nihilist um, which one do you want to drink first, the four grain or the weeder? Well, you mentioned four grain first, so I figured that would be the easiest for people to follow. All right, so this is Lee W. Sinclair four grain bourbon. It is a four grain straight bourbon whiskey fermented at 85 to 90 degrees for four days from a mash of corn, oats, wheat, and caramel malt using two distinct yeast varieties. I find that interesting. So barley's in there too or no? So I have it written down. It's a minimum of two years. It's straight whiskey, but non-age stated. It is corn, oats, wheat, caramel malt. The first yeast is designed to do the grain. The second yeast is designed to bring out the fruity and nutty esters. At least per the bottle, it just says four grain bourbon, corn, wheat, oats, barley. I don't know enough about the grains to know if that's a bit of a reach to say that the barley component is the malted caramel or not. I mean, I, I, yeah, that would be. I mean, it's a caramel malted barley. When you hear malt, think of barley. Well, I do. I think of barley, yeah. but I don't picture barley and caramel as synonyms. Maybe it's a special strand you know of what I mean? malt. Like, I get they all go into some great milkshakes, but I, I don't equate the two equally. So, yes, that is a barley for me. This is 90 proof. Tell me what you thought about this, Zeke. Uh, Nose-wise on this one, at first, um, you know, the youth or what I perceived as youth was evident. And, and not to kind of, you know, punt, but it showed promise and de definitely in between what I picked up from the oat and the barley aspects. I liked what I got. It was just youthful and by no means um, ready, so to speak. Palette-wise, I thought it came off as light at first. After that, you know, it really kind of reminded me of a heavy malt oatmeal drop cookie for folks that have had those. Um, it was reminiscent to a degree. And then it kind of also had a linger of some candy corn and a singe, which really surprised me for the proof, to be honest. I'm going to agree. I'm going to let you do both of them 
first, and then I'm going to come in and do both of them because there's a way I want to talk about them together. You'll understand why. I mean, I never do, but... Just follow me. They're, trust me. Do you trust me? I mean, that's a heck of a shadow to walk in. I, I protect you from the sun. I'm like <laughs> UV protection. You know, I knew somebody like that in high school. They led me to like the best napping period ever. <laughs> I called them human shield. You could call me your human shield. Teacher never knew if I was asleep or not because she couldn't see me. What did you get on the weeder? Now this, before we get into this, I will just say this is a mix of seven-year Wyoming whiskey. It is 70% corn, 20% wheat, and 10% caramel malt. And then two years of Spirits of French Lick own distillate that is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. 60% of the overall blend is French Lick whiskey, and 40% is the Wyoming. It's double pot stilled. Interesting thing about both of these whiskeys that I should have mentioned is that they only use number two charred oak. That's light, right? That is a very light char. Interesting. Um, so what do you get on the weeder? So on the weeder, as I'm tasting it and you know reading the label on the side of the bottle, I did pick up on the the Wyoming thing, and my first thought was, you know, way back when, a few months ago, when we, you know, got to pick some pinhook rise, some of the other samples that were brought out that day were some Wyoming juice that, you know, Sean said he'd been sitting on for a while. And as we tasted through them, I think everyone pretty much agreed, I don't think there's any single barrel material here, but this could be really cool in a blend. Now, I have no idea if this is similar product or not, but... I guess I I wouldn't expect, especially seven years ago, too many people to have been distilling out in Wyoming. So who knows? Nose-wise, the, the first thing that really came up out of this to me was almonds. And then it kind of reminded me of something that was a la mode, simply nuts, syrup, vanilla. I thought it had a pretty good nose, especially for a blend with some younger juice. Palette-wise... That one kind of, uh, you know, peeled back the curtain a little bit. It seemed to be more grainy. I picked up somewhere in between malted barley, a little bit of barrel, and some corn. The, the malted barley and the corn were the two big things that, that really resonated with me. And finish-wise, somewhat similar to the foregrain, a, a candy cornish taste was left on the, the, the palate from the mid to the back. So for the foregrain, the nose was very corn to me when i first had it i think it kind of mellowed out after about 10 minutes of having it and having it air out but the interesting thing i mean the best way i can describe that four grain and unlike other four grains i really can taste every single grain on this one i get the corn i get the oats i get the wheat and i get the caramel malt each at a different point throughout the tasting process, I actually experience every grain. What about the yeast? I did not experience the yeast like I did the grains. It says fruity and nutty esters. I'm not getting so much of the fruit. No, same here. I mean, to me, this is more beery yeah. than most things. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but um, if I'm going for a beer, I I would want something OD or stout forward. This definitely leans in that direction, but is also a you know bourbon whiskey. It's like an oatmeal stout, kind of. Kind of. The early phases. The whiskey equivalent of an oatmeal stout. I wouldn't go that far. 
And then the weeder, I you know, I was talking about both of these in the same vein. I said it was malt heavy on the nose. I got the corn, you know, it was malt and corn, but I got more malt on the nose than the corn. And then the taste, I said malt heavy with hints of youth, almost like having a beer, but it was more complex than I thought it would be. I think the funny thing about the four grain is that when I first nosed it, I'm like, I'm not going to like this. And then I took a sip and I go, you know, this is better than I thought on the oh, really? taste. I kind of did the opposite, like nose wise. I was like, oh, these, uh, these, these folks, they may impress me more than I had originally anticipated. But then tasting after nosing, ah, all right, you're onto something. You've got potential, but you know, we're just not quite there yet. I definitely think they're on to something, though. You know, I definitely thought that the wheater seemed to be more on the right path, so to speak, than the uh, the four-grain uh, Lee Sinclair. Granted, that's a blend, so that may be harder to progress and add to. You know, as far as young whiskey goes in a younger distillery, I definitely wouldn't say they're off to a bad start. I liked the complexity of the wheater a little bit more than the four-grain. And I I don't want it to come across as a cop-out. I'm probably going to say I'd like to see what this is like with another year or two in the, you know, it's it's more their distillate, right? Their distillate's two years. I understand that they they blended it up and married it up with some seven-year. I'd play with that proportion a little bit more because 60% is their own distillate. And I understand they want a majority of their own distillate in there. I definitely like a malted forward profile. I don't hate that. You know, if you look at what we have found with Old Elk, Chattanooga, Stranahan's, all sorts of stuff like that, we don't mind the malt. I just think it's not hiding the youth as much as it could. And maybe they need to think about changing some of the proportions in the the mash bill, at least while the, the whiskey is young, you could up the malt a little bit more. And not saying nobody's ever going to change their their mash bill temporarily. Maybe if you know you're putting out a two-year product, unless you have long-term plans to make it go three, four, five, six, seven, up that malt from 10 and 12%. You never know. I mean, at the same time, malt's ready faster. Malt that's in this is ready. It's just where are the other ingredients. So give them some time or throw a little more of the, the older stuff in, I think. I didn't dislike anything. I just probably wouldn't buy a bottle yet. Same here. I was going to ask you, so uh, nut cutting time, where where are you putting this one? Some people may take this the wrong way because some people have talked to us about this. If you had it at a bar, I don't think you'd be disappointed. We also encourage people to go out and try things because we know it's our palate, and our palate is not the be-all and end-all. I probably would skip out on getting this on the shelf yet. I think the building blocks are there. The foundation is there. That's not a cop-out. You could taste a young whiskey and say, this is not going to age well, and you can tell that. But I can also taste a young whiskey and go, oh, this will be there if it ta- you know, if, if it's in the barrel a little bit longer. No, it's not anybody to write off, and not anything I'm going to jump up and down to buy right now by any means, but probably on the radar, and would I happily revisit again in a year or two? And see what progression does? Most certainly. I would be more than happy to continue on with it. You know us. We love tasting it every six months and see how it's going. Because that's kind of our style. 
I will mention the four grain comes in at about 35 bucks. The weeder comes in at about 45 to 50. Anyways, want to thank Spirits of French Lick for sending this our way again. We would love to to even have two ounces of this as it progresses. And if it's something that you'd be interested in us tracking the progress somehow, some way, we would love to do that on the record, off the record, whatever it is. Zeke, you got to stop with the vibration. Can you turn off vibration when we're recording? I don't think it's possible with that model. It is. They didn't have that option back then. It absolutely is. We're sitting here trying to record, and you know people listening are hearing Anyways. They just want to make sure my iPhone 2 is still working. People were very concerned once they found out about your iPhone. I know. Want to let you know that all the glassware provided here in the studio was provided by distilleryproducts.com. Distilleryproducts.com, they're awesome. Sometimes I call up Janie just to hear all the great stories she has about the stuff that she has going on, uh, all the, the people she's reaching out to about glassware, distilleries she's working with. She's the only one to have engravable, neat glasses in North America at wholesale pricing. Zeke, I may have one for you. I may well. have worked with distillery products and got you some presents does it have like my uh face engraved in the bottom of it so when i turn it up everyone sees my face twice i wish i wanted to i mean me too i wanted to get a mustache on there no the bottom you think it'll ever come back no it's a one and done well distilleryproducts.com also has flasks they have uh we glenn care oh they have the Wee Glen, Karen. You can only get it at Heaven Hill, but if you call up distilleryproducts.com, you can get it. It's good crack. They also have regular Glen Karens. They have the Tooth Glass. They have decanters, whatever it is. If you go to most distilleries in the United States and say, hey, where do you get your Glen Karens? They'll say distilleryproducts.com. Did you know that? I did not. You are actually just holding the Willet Dram with the Dad Shrinking Bourbon logo. It's really called the Willet Dram. Well, it's called a Dram glass, but oh. everybody knows it from Willet. It is kind of that, that the cr- best in marketing. It is a great shaped whiskey tasting glass. Which one do you like better, that or the Glen? I'm a wee guy. I mean, if I'm doing a tasting, you know that. Oh, well, do you want me to bust out wheeze? No, I'm good. If you want me to hook you up with distilleryproducts.com, I will get you in touch with Janie. I will get you in touch with Vicky. I will get you in touch with Carson, all of the good folks that are doing great things over at distilleryproducts.com, and we appreciate their support of this show. Speaking of this show, you can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find us wherever you download your podcast. Thank you again to Spirits of French Lick. Go find them in Indiana. Thank you for sending some stuff our way zeke where else can the folks find us music city usa cheers ciao